0: Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso and his co host
1: Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. You will get a sentimental feeling when you hear Voices singing, let's be jolly Deck the
2: halls with boughs of holly Rockin' around the Christmas tree Welcome to the Spotlight, I'm your host, Tony D'Urso The music you hear in the background is that of Shanana. They just released their latest album called Rocking Christmas, and after playing it a ton of times, I gotta say, it continues to rock strong, hard, and fresh. This is the essence of Shanana with their unmistakable vocal and musical signature. And you're going to hear more of this album at the end of each commercial break. Joining me today as my VIP co-host is the international empowerment speaker, Cynthia Mazzuffero. Cindy is a motivational empowerment speaker, international award winner and number 1 best selling author she's also an energy medical reiki master and powerful beyond measure life coach you can find out more about Cindy at cynthiamazzaferro.com that's m a z z a f e r r o.com it seems like we all have italian names today hello and welcome to the spotlight cindy hi tony how are you i'm great and once again i want to thank you and give you my sincere appreciation for being on The Spotlight as my co-host.
3: I always enjoy your guests, and we always have amazing conversations. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Jocko.
2: Very cool. And for our Spotlight audience, you are listening to The Spotlight, where we focus on highlighting stars, greats, and game changers. If you're a fit, we want your interview on The Spotlight. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m., so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. And you can catch every episode of The Spotlight on my mobile app. Just go to tonydurso.com slash mobile from your Android or iPhone. And once it loads, past episodes of The Spotlight will automatically appear in column one. And column two is my other weekly show highlighting elite entrepreneurs called Revenue Chat. All right. Today, we set the stage for The Spotlight to chat with Jaco Marcelino, founding member of Shanana, as we discuss their rock and roll celebration, Shanana, a spin off of the Columbia Kingsman a cappella singing group, went on to worldwide acclaim performing at the original Woodstock Festival lineup in 1969. The legendary 50s style group went on stage just before Jimi Hendrix. They appeared in the mega hit film Grease from 1978 as Johnny Casino and the Gamblers, which contained six Shanana versions of. Rock classics, and one original song, Sandy, co written by Screamin' Scott Simon for John Travolta to sing. Grease was nominated for a Grammy and certified eight times platinum. They also taped 97 episodes of their own TV series, The Shanana TV Show, in 1977 to 1981, which are still in worldwide syndication. They played everywhere in the world and were honored by many newcomer turned legends opening for their show, such as Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, Billy Crystal, Steve Martin, and Jay Leno. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the spotlight, Jocko.
4: Thanks, Tony. Hey, you said it all, so I guess I'll just say thank you and good night.
2: Okay, well, there you go, and we'll just play your music for the rest of the show.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You covered the whole thing, man. Good Uh. job.
2: Well, thank you, Jocko, and it is such an honor to meet you, and I truly appreciate you taking the time to join us today on The Spotlight.
4: Sure. Good to be here.
2: Thank you. Jocko, we really are looking so forward to learning more about you and your incredible decades of music in Shanana, and we're going to talk more about your latest album just a little bit later on. But i got to say once again, when I first got your Rockin' Christmas album, I was bouncing and hopping in my chair. The music is the unmistakable "Shanana" in vocal as well as your mainstay musical genre, which is 50s music. Just hats off, superlative. And I know that as the audience listens to this at the end of each commercial break, we're going to have some of your music and I truly hope that the audience appreciates it as much as I do.
4: Cool, I appreciate, you know, some of them understand doo-wop and can see what we're doing because uh, half of those are big standards and standard Christmas songs that we cover our way. And of course, half of them are original songs. I produced the whole thing. And uh, it's, it's, you know, you know, the great thing about Christmas. It comes every year. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward for people grooving on this, especially ugly Christmas sweater and also grooving on it for years to come.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Amazing album. And Jocko, before I get too carried away, first things first. Now, I did mention a little bit about this, and you say I did the whole thing, but could you please tell us, in your own words, how it all started for you and the, and the group?
4: Well, it started at Columbia. You mentioned the uh, the Columbia Kings Kingsmen who were like the Yale Whiffenpoofs, tight Harmony, and I was a drummer on campus, and I was also playing football, you know. and But I had, had my drums, and I was in five bands, and one of them was this act, because when I saw them, they were, you know, in blue blazers and white turtlenecks, and they were singing the school fight song, etc. But then they threw in at the end of their set, "Little darling, and come go with me," and you know, in the still of the night. So that was the whole germ of the thing. It started there, and and then one of the guys, all the brothers, said, "We got to do a thing," and we made flyers as you were and we put them across the street at Barnard College the women's college and all over Columbia Uh, and then we went downtown to the thrift stores and picked up some old bowling shirts and old leathers and then people were giving them away just about and so we did this on campus totally sold out we had to go on early because the crowd was so rowdy and having fun and play acting so we went on the Woolman Auditorium on campus, and we had 11 songs choreographed, and that's all we knew, so we did them both twice. And so and then the summer came, that was in the school year, almost 50 years ago, in the, the, the school year of 68, 69. And then um, we wanted to hang out for the summer and see if we could make it in show business. And it was trying, and we were finally giving last this attempt. we played this default scene in Hell's Kitchen, New York. And at the scene, all the rock stars would hang out there. You know, Led Zeppelin would come in after their shows, wherever they, you know, Zappa, et cetera. And Hendrix would come down there. And uh, and Hendrix just dug what we were doing. He just loved it. And uh, got Janis Joplin down and just, you know, I was amongst all these huge stars all of a sudden, a 19-year-old kid. And then... The last night it was open before it got shut down by some local wise guys, Jimmy got the producers of, of the Woodstock Festival to come down and see us. And that night we were booked. You know, and subsequently we got paid $350 to do the show, and that check bounced. And we got a dollar, a dollar to be in the movie. So that's the greatest 10 cents I ever made. I'm not even sure if I got that dollar. But as it would happen, Hendrix twice sort of steered our career to to what it was for five decades now, because at the show, of course, Woodstock was, I was out there all weekend, and he, you know, you had 10 for yourself, I slept in a van, I slept under a tree, I, I washed in the pond, you know, like any other teenager who was going to go to a, a, the Woodstock event, and then Sunday it rained, the stage was thinking they were having electrical problems, etc. So they went to Hendrix, whose deal was to close the show. They said, Jimmy, we want you to go on now and close the show, everything. And he said, no, there are three or four acts who haven't gotten on, and I have waited all weekend, because we kept getting pushed back. And so, you know, and we thought, oh man, Nicholas, Hendrix is getting ready, we're going to never get on. Finally... And on demand of Jimi Hendrix, we uh, got on just before him Monday morning. The place looked like a refugee camp, but luckily they filmed it and they got the film crew up in time to catch most of our set, including at the hop, which was in the movie. And I think and I'd have to say being involved in that movie documentary, probably the biggest musical documentary in history made our career so you know without jimmy's goodwill i don't think we'd be talking today
2: that is absolutely astounding Jocko. and i've i recall that when i saw the movie the first time your group shanana's rendition of at the hop stayed with me so much despite all of the other great musical bands and musical geniuses that were there at woodstock it stayed that when I would watch you guys perform on a TV show or anywhere where you were. I would always be sitting there waiting. Please play at the hop. Because I think it was just so good how you guys did it. But I but Yeah, I, we
4: still open up the show every night with at the hop.
2: Oh, I love it. That is so fantastic.
3: Jocko, that is just a fabulous story. And, you know, those are the type of stories that people don't really know. The nuts and bolts behind what really makes someone famous, what that pivotal point in your life. And it really was amazing. So of all your songs that you've created and produced and written, what is your favorite song of by all?
4: Oh boy. That I've written. Uh, Wishful thinking. I like a lot and love it ain't so hard to find. Uh, And actually I, both of those songs I sang as the lounge man, a lounge singer in rain man. And subsequently the album thereof. So you know, and I like a lot of doo-wop. Yeah. And on this Christmas album, there's one called Christmas Bells, and there's angels, for, An Angel for Christmas, and they really do have that great doo-wop feel. And people think, oh, who's saying the original? And it's no, it's, it's something we did. And that's, that's good when I hear that.
3: Exactly. No one sounds like you and your your band. I mean, definitely you you were the experts and you were, it was your costume. It was your take and what people, you know, connected with you. For me, Grease was my favorite. You know, I just absolutely love the movie Grease and your song there. Can you tell us a little bit of the story that we don't know behind that?
4: Well, I, I didn't write any of the songs in Grease. I wish I had, but I performed on all of them. Uh, six of them, and then Scott. Well, actually, Screaming Scott. It was fortuitous for him because uh, Olivia Newton-John had all these songs, and they're already in the can, and they're great. You know, Hopelessly Devoted. I mean, she had some killer songs, and Travolta was light with songs. And so, at while we were shooting that hop scene for a week in L.A. at one of the schools. Louis St. Louis went up to Scott and said, listen, we're trying to find a song for Travolta. And they huddled in the corner of the room between takes. There was an old piano. And those guys came up with... It was, Scott wrote the lyrics. Stranded at the drive-in, stranded a fool. What will they say Monday at school? He wrote the lyric to it, which, you know, I'd have to say was brilliant. You know, he's right. a very clever songwriter. And they had that written, produced... In two days, in the third day, Travolta was lip syncing to it while they shot that the uh, drive-in scene. And, and the hot dog jumped in the bun, if you remember. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was, that was uh, that Sandy was, was great. And it was a great piece of uh, music by Scott.
2: I didn't realize that. Amazing. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Irso and Cynthia Mazzafero joining me as co host just ahead, we continue the chat with Giacomo Marcelino, founding member of Shanana. Na. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. <music> Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other. And all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at tonydurso.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the vision map. Beat the odds for business success at tonydurso.com slash vision. V-I-S-I-O-N. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at tonydurso.com/community. As the spotlight with Tony Durso continues to grow with a very large audience, new sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high-profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network, reaching millions of impressions? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at tony at tonydurso.com. And let's see how we can help. That's tony at tonydurso.com. You're listening to The
0: Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to tony at tonydurso.com. Now, back to The
2: Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony DiRso on the spotlight with international empowerment speaker Cynthia Mazzafero as co-host. Today's show is with Jaco Marcelino, founding member of Shanana. and here is a preview of their song "Run, Run Rudolph" from their latest album, Rockin' Christmas.
3: memorable moment, um, besides Jimi Hendrix, that nobody else has ever heard, you know, hearing it here on the spotlight would be the first debut of a particular story that no one's ever heard. Can you tell us one of those?
4: Well, it's, it's a little personal, and it's a little bit aimed at drummers in particular. Now, I'm a drummer, and I've been drumming at these last 10, 15 years. I've been fronting more than drumming, but I still drum the records. But back then, you know, I was a drummer for all the guests on the TV show. And James Brown was coming in, and I'm a huge R&B fan. And I, I saw James perform when I was nine years old. I was just loved James Brown and his, and his funk. And he was coming in, and he hadn't heard the track that we cut for him. And I made sure it was soulful. I made the band guys sing the background. And so the next day, literally in front of an audience, James comes out on the stage. We sort of huddle around the monitor, and he's going to hear the song he's going to sing. Minutes later, he's going to hear the song for the first time. So uh, he's listening to it, and it's funky. It's too funky in here is the name of it. It was a single at the time. And so he quietly listens and grooves, and he looks up at the end, and he goes, Who's the drummer? <laughs> and I meekly raised my, I raised my hand. And I said, "I am Mr. Brown," and he put out his hand, arm up, and he said, "Brother," and he wanted five. So that for for a young musician and a and a drummer at that was sort of the ultimate compliment from the Godfather of Soul.
3: I can definitely appreciate that. Wow, what a moment to have um, such a mentor, someone that you really truly respected to give you the accolades. That is
2: really interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Jacko, I've always been curious about one thing with the Sha Na Na Ensemble. It works. It works great. And uh, it's part of your brand. And I'd love to know, could you please tell me how the gold suits came about?
4: Well, we were always aware of, you know, Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, they had the gold suits, but it was really about Elvis Presley, and Elvis Presley would wear those suits. He had suits that were done like that, with a suit coat style and a tuck style. And so, besides black leather and and the uh, you know cut off t-shirts, muscle shirts, whatever you want to call them, and Bowling shirts. Gola May was, was really the hot thing. And uh, when we first did this, we'd go downtown and to the shops, and we couldn't find Gola May the way you could find other stuff. But we went to a, a costume rental place, and they had several sets of them for Bye Bye Birdie that people were doing. So we rented, the first little while, we rented suits from a Broadway
2: costume house. <laughs> That's amazing. That's exactly where I had seen it before. And I was wondering if you guys were trying to emulate Bye Bye Birdie. And I thought, well, let's find out what the real story is behind it. Well, it really works. And it's now become your signature. And I don't think very many people know what Bye Bye Birdie is unless, you know, it was a movie, by the way, everyone. And it was a great movie at that. And so, yeah, you guys took that and made it your own. It's it's a very Italian thing to take something and make it great. So I think you guys did good on that. Yeah, and now from there, uh, just a little while later, you guys had your own successful sh- TV show for four years. And I've seen a lot of episodes. Great. Very invigorating, And of course, when you play at the hop, I think it's a, it's a special treat. I w- how did you guys manage to go from being a group, a rock group a fifties ensemble group to having your own TV show? Well, we,
4: uh, we had a great run after that. After we did Woodstock, we were doing shows with Hendrix. We were doing shows with Sly Stone. We did festivals or popping up. We do Japan. We do in Europe. We joined, a uh, something called the express. That was a train across Canada with a bunch of great acts, but you know, we had a great run. so then it was like, some guys were going to go back to, uh, their original things and, finish their degrees. I had finished, I had done my BA and then my master's at NYU while I was doing sha na We didn't stop from school because who knows how long it was going to go on. We were really a group of academics at that point. So, we had a nice run that was like 75 or something. And Procter and Gamble were looking to do a, like a monkeys type show. They went to The Beast Boys, who, you know, couldn't talk to each other at the time. Then they went to uh, Chicago, who didn't want to do it. And they came to us. And we're like perfect for what they're looking for because we got actors, we got dancers, we got musicians, we got, you know, 10 singers. And we do something theatrically and thematically that everybody understood in their own way. Either they lived it in the 50s themselves, they'll look back on it. So we said, they did a pilot with us. And then 97 more shows or 96 more shows. And that syndicated another four years worldwide. So we got got eight eight years out of it. And I tell you, sometimes it was on every night, in some market. And, you know, you can't, it's like having a hit record every day to have that kind of audience. And then in the middle of it, as we have mentioned, like the third season, the people from the Grease film came in and they very wisely had us augment the the songs from the play with classic oldies. So Tears in My Pillow, Hound Dog, Rock and Roll, I say to say, you know. And, and, you know, and, and then to be involved, as we mentioned, Woodstock was the biggest documentary ever and you'd have to say Biggest grossing musical film of all time is Grease. So that's pretty good company along with a TV show. And for us, we don't depend on hit records and never did. I mean, we've had gold records and platinum records and with Grease and Woodstock, big multi, et cetera. But we didn't depend on airplay. We were a different animal. People knew that they were going to come to the show, we were going to kick ass, give them a great show worthy of Shamanah's name, and deliver it in a big, fun, exciting way, and deliver those songs that they knew and loved. And so we we shared this music and this enthusiasm with the audience who who owned it as much as we did.
2: What a great story, Jocko. Just skyrocketing success one after another. So very cool. Three really great milestones, I think, so far that we've discussed.
3: You know, I just am so in awe of all that you've accomplished, really. It's, it's just amazing. Let's turn a little bit towards your acting career, which is extensive as well. Here you've um, appeared on television's Veronica Mars, NYPD uh-huh. Blue. Alec McBeal, The Tiger Woods Story, Herman's Head, Good Advice, and that goes on and on and on. And so tell me, um, are you, do you consider yourself more a musician or an actor? And which do you really prefer if you had to pick only one? Well, this
4: really is, for
3: me, when I think of it, they have similar things
4: that help you do your performance or do your songwriting. But if you're writing a play, you have a beginning, middle, and end. It's sort of the same way with these songs, although it might be three minutes long. It has a beginning, middle, and end, and it has a refrain that highlights what, what the story is. And so I, I find that it really borrows back and forth from writing pop music to, you know, to really acting it in a way. Because you have to know who you are, what you're doing, and a little bit of the method acting here. Stanislavski, what was I just doing before this scene happened, and where was I going? So, I think just a lot of the the exercises and the, are are sort of useful in, in 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 both medium. Above that, just make sure you learn your lines.
2: <laughs> well, I can appreciate that. This is the Spotlight with Tony Dierso and Cynthia Mazzaferro as co host. Just ahead, we're going to find out more from Jocko Marcelino, founding member of Shanana. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them. If your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success, get it free. The Vision Map, beat the odds for business success at tonydurso.com vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the Vision Map, beat the odds for business success at tonydurso.com slash vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at tonydurso.com slash community. As the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso continues to grow with a very large audience, new sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network reaching millions of impressions? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at TonyDURSO.com and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at tony d-u-r-s-o dot com.
0: You're listening to the spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at tonydurso.com Now back to the
2: spotlight All right, we're back with Tony Durso on the spotlight with international empowerment speaker Cynthia Mazzafero as co-host. Today's show is with Jaco Marcelino, founding member of Shanana, and here's a preview of their song Christmas Bells from their latest album, Rockin' Christmas.
1: bands go ding ding dong We'll hear them ringing out the song to spread the joy all around the world Those Christmas bands go ding dong ding Oh yeah they're swinging as we sing bringing joy to every girl and it's the season to be jolly and to spread good cheer so that.
3: and also a mother. I would love to um, go back to your childhood for a moment, if we could, and ask you, how were you as a child? Did you love to role play? Did you did you start drums very young? Can you tell us a little bit about your childhood? When I was in kindergarten, they would uh, give out the
4: block and we would bang along to some music. And it was then the teacher said, She noticed me. She told my parents that he has some some musical in his bones somewhere. So you should, you know, go develop that. So my dad, I was a big family outside of Boston. My dad went up into the attic. You know, a hand-me-down instrument was a drum. We had a drum. So I started banging on that drum when I was six or seven. Then I started drum lessons. And by the time I was in junior high school, I had a band called the Miltones from Milton, Mass that toured New England. And then I got into a bigger band in New England during, between I would have have football practice and my drums were in the car. And then I'd run to the thing and drive to a local (laughs) gig with my, my Boston band. They were called the pilgrims, of course, the pilgrims. And big Lenny Baker was, in the Pilgrims, and I eventually had him come down to New York and join Shauna Na. And I'm so thankful to my dad, who would give up his Friday nights to go, you know, come and get me. I didn't have a car. I wasn't old enough. And I'd play at the d dance or the CYO dance, whatever, and he'd be there at, you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock, ready to bring me home. i was always grateful yeah. to him.
3: Was he also a musician? Because he had the drum upstairs in the attic.
4: No, that was one of my brothers, my oldest brothers. My dad wasn't really a musician. Uh, we we had a family. We had some cousins who sang well, and my my younger sister is a she's a year younger than I. She's a cloistered nun, and she sings the solos when they have their uh, performances. She's in <laughs> Bethlehem, Connecticut, and like I got to tell you, you got to look her up. She's called Oh, Bethlehem. I will. I, I actually live in Connecticut. She's in Bethlehem, the Regina Laudis, Regina Laudis Monastery, and she's the, one of the world experts on making cheese, written about in the New Yorker. She had her own special on PBS. Check it out, The Cheese Nun. That's my little sister.
3: Wow, I will. Thank you for that. So, I, her, I
4: say, now, you, now you're no more famous than I am.
3: Oh, I don't know. You're pretty famous. Um, so let me ask you one more quick question on this because we have parents that are out there, and what can you, advice can you give them um as regards to fostering and really promoting music, um playing any instrument um, that you might be able to give as words of wisdom to them?
4: I always say this to someone. if you got if you get turned on to music and you pick up an instrument and you love it and and it's something you, rush home to do or or need to do absolutely follow that and then it doesn't hurt doesn't hurt to have a second career in mind you know besides waiting tables that you can support this whole thing so and you know you can multitask in life and i just suggest that because I, uh, you know i've seen a lot of musicians that didn't get a background in anything else have a tough time when uh You know, to pay the rent, basically. But I never say don't do it because you have to do it. you got the bug, you got the bug.
3: That's very sage uh, advice because you're right. You can follow your passions, but you also have to eat and have shelter and and be able to um, put your money into your passions. So I think having that background skill set is a really um, wise
2: advice. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. Tony, do you have something else you want to add here? I do. I want to take this conversation from kindergarten, where Jocko learned to play the drums, all the way to present time. You guys, as the audience have have heard and will hear throughout the rest of the commercial breaks, an amazing Christmas album called Rockin' Christmas. Love the music. I wish I could play all the songs, but that's not possible. But you're hearing snippets throughout. I'd like to know Jocko out of all the rock and roll classics and songs and shows you've done, what brought on the Christmas album, please?
4: Well, I just always thought that it made sense for Shauna not to do it, you know, and we can do it with our own ilk, with our own expectation of harmony, doo wop good, simple tracks, good, simple songs, and clever and fun. And so uh, we have three songwriters, myself, Screaming Scott Simon, and Donnie York, and, you know, it, it, they'd come to me with a song, half-written and uh, half-produced, mostly. And just some of them are great, and uh, it's great to do it. And, and on this collection, I really like, uh, well, the Feliz Navidad really rock. And uh, Ugly Christmas Sweater is, is getting a lot of action because this is a new craze around the country come holiday time is to have these ugly Christmas sweater parties. There are ugly Christmas sweater stores popping up in the mall. There's uh, online, you can get it. And, and it's sort of ironic because 10, 15 years ago, these people would wear these sweaters that were, you know, they had in the attic and they were truly ugly. And I'd look at them and go like, that's, that's an ugly, ugly sweater. And they were wearing it with pride until it became really a big thing of pride to, have your ugly Christmas sweater. So anyway, last Christmas, I wrote the song and this Christmas
2: we released. Very cool. And I love it. You'll hear it later on in the show. That is the title song of Rockin' Christmas by Shanana, ugly Christmas sweater. Very cool stuff. And by the way, as a quick aside, I happen to be, you know, a one hit wonder myself. By the way, I've I've written about probably over 50 songs, but I've only produced one. And the song that I produced, I call Flying, is the intro and the extra music on my other weekly high-profile talk show called Revenue Chat. If you ever get a chance to listen to that, I put the whole thing together. And I got to say, from it's so much work. (laughs) It's amazing. That's why I've only only produced one. But I appreciate and understand what it takes to put together a piece of music.
4: Yeah, when I have a good song and I can hear it in my mind's ear, um, I just love getting in the studio and and making it work. And I have a you know a couple of guys that I my go to guys that I do all the prepare all the tracks with, and and then I bring in my guys and we sing all the harmonies and the piano parts. And I love the process, and uh, I've gotten pretty good at it. I, sh- I hope I hope so by now. You know, we're like been, been involved in 20 albums.
2: Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Hats off to you on that. It's, it's just great. And what fun it is to produce a piece of music. What fun. When I produced my song the first time, I didn't know it was going to wind up being on the music of my show, but it just wound up fit. I guess that was just the calling. That was just why it was meant to happen. That was my destiny. Anyways, on, on that note on your new Christmas album, how can we get it, please?
4: Uh, Shanana dot com. Go to iTunes and just get the. Or you can do the Rockin' Christmas, or if uh, you want an ugly Christmas sweater by Shanana on iTunes, and uh, also Gold Label artist. But that's a lot. Just if you go to shanana.com dot com, it links to all of that.
2: Perfect. Well, there you go, everyone. It will be it will be somewhere in the show notes as well. Here, shanana.com, dot com, and you can get the rockin' Christmas as well as find out more things about Shanana. Very cool. And Jocko, can someone, if they would like to contact you, get a hold of you? Can they reach you or any of the members through send, through that? Yeah.
4: Then we have Facebook, but send it uh, through shanana.com. dot com. You send a message. We'll go to our web person and uh, they forward them to the to the right guy.
2: Very, very cool. This is the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Cynthia Mazzaferro as co-host. Just ahead, Jocko shares more insights. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other. And all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The vision map, beat the odds for business success at TonyDurso.com vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the vision map, beat the odds for business success at TonyDurso.com slash vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at TonyDurso.com slash community. As the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso continues to grow with a very large audience, new sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network reaching millions of impressions? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at tony at tony D-U-R-S-O.com, and let's see how we can help. That's tony at tony,
0: You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to tony at tonydurso.com Now
2: back to the spotlight All right, we're back with Tony Durso on the spotlight with international empowerment speaker Cynthia Mazzaferro as co-host. Today's show is with Jaco Marcelino, founding member of Shanana, and here is a preview of their song Feliz Navidad from their latest album Rockin' Christmas. <laughs>
4: Hey, you know why they—you know why they got a lot of New Yorkers
2: named Tony? <laughs> and why is that, Jocko? You know? <laughs> because
4: when they came over on the boat, they stamped their head to New York.
2: Oh well. Um, well it, it, Jock, Jocko, you may or may not know. Of course, we all have Italian names here, but I was actually born in Sicily. Wow! For real? I you going
4: back? I go My way back. My families from. From Palermo and Messina.
2: My uncle, Toto, was a collector, a tax collector for the government, not for the, the, the black hand, the mono negro. Not for the boy. <laughs> but he was so famous, Toto Piazzese, he was so famous that when I went there, you know, in the 90s, in the late 90s for my honeymoon, you know, Palermo is a big city and yeah. i want to go visit him and i came i was born in i was born in a little town called Medzyuzu which means halfway up not at the top of the hill not at the bottom of the hill but in the hills probably population a thousand or 2000 people max and here that's where i was from medzyuzu is like 35 miles southwest of palermo so anyways i'm in palermo to pay my respects to my uncle toto and it's like you know tens of thousands of people there and i go how do i find him And my mom says, just ask anybody. I'm going, I don't, come on, mom, how do I find him, you know? And she gets his address and she says, I insist, just ask anybody. I'm going, mom, that was, you know, so many, you know, decades ago. So I go to try to find him. And for anyone that's been in Italy, the streets change every time, the street names change every time there's the slightest curve. So the same street can have a dozen different names. And- also, the numbers, the numbers could go from 10,000 to 300 to, to 6,500 to 25. It just, so I'm on this drive called Via Messina Marina, trying to find his address. And the numbers keep changing so much. I drove, you know, I drove and I asked, you know, I don't speak Sicilian so well anymore. It's been a while, but I asked someone in my broken Italian, can I find this address? And he goes, he doesn't care about the address, Jocko. He wants, who do you want? I go, well, my uncle, Toto Piazzese, he goes, oh, he lives over there. And he points down the street. You got to go down that way, you know, you know, like a, a mile or two. I wasn't, I was close, but like the, the numbers shift. So I drive back and forth still. I can't find that address because the numbers change so radically. So I'm driving back. You know, I, I overshot. I'm driving back and on the opposite side of the street, a bus driver stops in the middle of the street and the bus driver. I don't know the bus driver. He's honking at me and he's yelling and he's pointing. I'm going, what, what? So I roll, I get closer. I roll down my windows and he says, he says, that's Toto's house right over there. And, and the guy that I had asked for directions was on the bus. Of course. It was like, (laughs) and I found his address. So, so yeah, so I'm very familiar with Palermo and Messina. Just really quick. Nobody, anybody, you do not want to go to Messina. (laughs) I'm sorry, tough. That, that's tough. That the vibes alone just are scary. But that's a different story, Jaco. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there's a little bit more about me that I bring out every now and then in my shows. Grazie, grazie, grazie tante grazie okay. mille. Va bene, va bene. <laughs> All right. Great show. Great interview. Such an amazing interview. A legendary interview with Jaco Marcelino founding member of Sha Na talking about a rock and roll celebration. So, so appreciated. And Cindy, would you care to make any closing comment as well? Well, I just enjoyed so much being part of this interview and really learning
3: about your story, you know, bringing us way back from your childhood and, and some of the things that have, not, have never been shared with the public. So thank you for, you know, spotlighting yourself on this um, Tony's Wonderful Show and, and hey. bringing us... To um, really get a better glimpse of
4: you, hey Cindy, I'll tell you another thing that I thought was unique. When you ask about growing up as a rocker or as a musician, when I played, you know, I ended up being an 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 all star football player uh, from Massachusetts. Um, and when I was in junior high school, I was the only drummer in the high in the junior high. But I was also starting both ways on the football team. So the, the music teacher negotiated with the football coach. <laughs> so I would, I would play the first half, then take off my pad, run over to the band, play the halftime show, run over back, get my notes from the coach, and then play the second half.
3: That is hilarious.
2: <laughs> I love it. I so love it. unique. You have so much energy there, Jocko, and you're so talented. So this is just a testament that you have a great many skills. And it's just so good to, that you've inspired us with your music and your shows and everything. I just want to thank you again so much for sharing this with us, Jocko. I love it.
4: All right, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, don't forget, keep on rocking and rolling because beyond a doubt, rock and roll is there to stay.
2: I love it. Cindy. Thank you for being such a great host. Great questions, great insights, and we look forward to having you on yet another episode of The Spotlight.
3: Great. Thank you for having me, Tony. And I'd like to also offer a free gift um, for your listeners, and that is an amazing ebook that's The Three Biggest Mistakes that keep us from living a life that's powerful beyond measure. And as you know, Jocko's life's been pretty powerful. So if you'd like to know what those three mistakes are, you go to www.CinthiaMazzaferro.com forward slash ebook. And I'd love for you to check that out.
2: All right, Spotlight audience, you heard it. Get the Rockin' Christmas album by Shanana, Get the ebook by Cindy and have yourself a great holidays and a great year. All right, and to our Spotlight audience again, thank you again. It's our honor to have you listen. And again, keep your focus on success, and we'll see you next on the Spotlight. And here's a preview of their hot new single, Ugly Christmas Sweater from Shana Na's latest album, Rockin' Christmas.
1: Ugly, ugly, ugly. ugly Christmas sweater. Ugly, ugly, ugly Christmas sweater. I got an ugly Christmas sweater. I wear it this time of year No one sweater is better To help spread good cheer It may not be high fashion Or a sheep But I'm proud to say I wear it This ugly sweater is mine It's ugly Ugly Christmas sweater Sure is ugly but I'm proud to say I'll wear it. This ugly sweater is mine.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and his special VIP co-host. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend.